even know how to be in relationships. Mm. But it's odd that we got this thing called the Manosphere that's on YouTube. And as I was saying before we got on the show, it's akin to these kids watching other people play video games. That's what the Manosphere is like for me. Instead of people going out trying a relationship, they're out watching other people talk about their failed relationships. Mm. Very few times in the Manosphere... Do you get examples of how to actually have a healthy relationship from people who have healthy relationships? <laughs> it's usually the humpbacks. I always use that reference from 300. <laughs> the people who are failing at relationships and love giving the advice. Now, we want you guys to tune in like we always do. 612-377-3456. Give us a call after you finish processing the Manosphere Conversation. I want to kick it off to my brother Nick Muhammad because he was the one to put me up on Kevin Samuels first. Uh oh. And Kevin, <laughs> Kevin All right, was Kevin Samuels. Hey, 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 hey! Right? Kevin was the person who initially started off the manosphere or what they're trying to follow after Kevin, if you will. Now they'll say some other things, but they're really. And here's the thing: it's, it's one of those things like Kevin may not have been first, like Joy wasn't the first to dunk. But after you do it so well, other people follow. So Kev did it better than everyone else. R.I.P. to that brother. But Nick, you put me on to Kevin. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of had our debates in the circle of brothers that we have. As we do. As we do. About uh, Kevin and some of his points. But what do you think about the Manosphere? Let's start with Kevin, man. Because, you know, that used to be some highly contested debates uh, between <laughs> yourself, myself, and Brother Majasi about uh, about Kevin Samuels. Brother, what do you think this morning about the Manosphere? And welcome um, being on the show. Well, thank you, Brother Thomas, for having me, OGQ Bear, and it's very nice to meet you. Um, for me, um, a lot of things that I heard aren't even things that he necessarily pioneered for me. So Shiraza Ali, you know, Sister Minister Ava Muhammad, they, these are things they've been saying forever. So it's like, you know, I just haven't heard it in the context of mainstream dialogue in so long so when he came along i was like i remember those points and, and it's not just those people like my mother my grandparents these are things i've heard all my life born in indianola mississippi and oh, it was like a shout seeing, out i'm from greenville neighbor hey neighbor so <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna get heated over here i can see but uh it's it's it these were these were values and principles that i i, I, I i've been longing to see echoed in a, in a mainstream dialogue so for me just watching how our communities developed over the years and seeing how people have actually you know fared in relationships and how we've normalized you know uh single parent households broken broken families and more more importantly the lack of discipline to get into a relationship and be you know peaches and cream and, and rainbows and glitter all dang day it's it's literally you know, personal happiness some things are about duty that's what appealed to me from from Kevin brother said. samuels because he would constantly get back to duty and i like the fact that he has smoke for men and women and for me, I like getting cutting straight to the point. I don't care how it come out. 
my my number one question when I hear things is, is it true? Is it useful? Mm. We got a call on the line early already. Call a, uh-oh. holla at us. Uh-oh. You Who know you say, here? Kevin, you're going to get some smoke. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not for sit up here and let that Here we go. Sound like Brother Mujasi. Here's Brother Mujasi. I'm on my way to the station right now, so. Second, but had this debate, and we've been in, been in a circle around Kevin Samuels. And these just Kevin, these just Kanye with me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna let you finish, but how you ain't? Uh, I'm gonna wait. Listen, for the sake of trying to find a common ground around Kevin Samuels, there's a position that he attempted, from my lens and my perspective, that he attempted to put on the table in the discourse of black relationships and black and conversations of black male and female dynamics. Now, based on just a little bit of my research and analysis of how he went about doing this, his methodology, I take the position that he was very off. He was planted. He had some complications with black women that he tends to harp on quite a bit, and it created, it stirred up more controversy than he did help. Okay, some people want to attempt and say that he was his bigger focus and concept was that he was looking yep, at me. relationships as a whole. Now, I'm not just saying you because I know numerous people that took that position. Um, and they try to say, you know, he's focused on the family, he was focused on the health of the relationship, and he wanted to just overall his objective is see black men and black women be in healthy dynamics with each other. But that's not what was conveyed in majority of his messages. That's not what his methodology was when he was in conversation with black women. And that's not what he propositioned when he attempted to create a criteria to evaluate what a good, marketable black man was. And so I think sometimes it it falls into the classic situation where the communication vehicle doesn't match up to what we assume the philosophy is. And I'll I'll stop there. I'll land there. Oh, you almost here, right? We, we waiting on you to get up in here. I'm, 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 I'm driving right now. Come All on, right, Jassy. Come on, Come on Mujassi. Come on, make it on there. And so, so and, and listen, these brothers and myself, we will be having these conversations. And this is how I felt about Brother uh, Samuels. I was in the middle. I thought that some of the things that Brother said was on point. Some things are just common sense, right? Now, I will tell you, well, I don't... I don't common sense ain't common. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. Common sense is common. The problem with the problem with today's time is that we've never been mentally as fragile as we are today. We are mentally wimps. We are emotional wimps. People can't take rejection. People can't take critique. And part of the problem is that as a people, we've always critiqued one another. We've always had a conversation, a dialogue about how you can get better, whether it was right or wrong, mm. we knew we would hear it. And we knew how to accept it. And if that's something that we wanted, we would take it. If not, we would leave it as is. But I go from Kevin, because Kevin and his conversation is a lot different than the passport bros, brother Nick. Facts. But I'm not I'm not trying to let me let me be clear. Okay. I don't even treat manosphere like it's a community Mm. it's a it's a uh right now it's a niche 
buzzword, just like POC, BIPOC, oh, all these yeah. things. Those ain't communities. That's a catchphrase for a certain set of ideologies mm. or a convenient container for political agendas. Mm. And as far as him being a plant, like here, let me let me preface the way I process things before we even get started. So before Mujasi get here, I'm gonna take my <laughs> privilege to 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 lay out Brother Muhammad's frame of reference. I don't follow no man. I follow a law. Period. First and foremost. Second of all, I don't look for perfection in order for me to get perspective. Mm. So you don't have to be a perfect specimen of anything for me to learn something from you. Mm. You could be a man on the street, on a street corner, homeless and whatever. I'm going to be able to find something from you that's valuable, even if it's how you got here. That's valuable information. What choices in life led you to this particular point? It doesn't look too good. Mm. Share with me how you got there so maybe I can avoid some of these things. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a you talk about mental fragile. I, I think we're our egos are out of control. Mm. I think oh. we don't think that we can learn anything if people don't have a certain criteria in life. Mm. All of a sudden they can't speak. I don't need people to be academic uh, uh, specialists. Mm -hmm. I need people to be real. Mm -hmm. yes. And that just means yes. if you went through something and you learned something, you might have fell down a million and one times and got up a million and one. I want to know about what kept knocking you down. Mm. Absolutely. Because more people are going to be able to identify because there's going to be more people that are going through actual real time relationship problems than people who perfected it and can speak from a position of complete success. Right. And I think we romanticize what relationships is, are about. You know, I just in my personal upbringing, my parents separated, but my mother got remarried. My father never did. Mm -hmm. Right. But my mother, <laughs> she made it clear to my father and everybody. She is somebody's wife. Mm -hmm. That's how she carried herself. Right. And to the day my stepfather, God bless his soul, Abdul, she was somebody's wife. Right. And they got they figured out how to get along. And, right. and I thank her for having a dedication to family meaning something. Right. Marriage meaning something. Right. And it's something that she never moved off of. Like mm. she didn't care how many girlfriends I had. She she only counted wives. Right. Mm. And she and she get met, she would get upset if I if I wasn't putting my all into making sure my relationship was what it needed to be. The responsibility was on me as a man. Mm. Right. And that is where the conversation shifted and where Kevin was pushing the conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't need Kevin to be the the quintessential husband. Mm -hmm. I just I'm just thankful that he went out and just said, look, you know what? This isn't a popular conversation. Right. I just want to start the conversation. Right. And I think we're trying to it's like it's like what we do with all of our leaders. We try to put them up on this pedestal. I'm not pedestaling pedestalizing anybody. Right. I'm looking at what was said. Is it true? Is it useful? Right. And so my challenge to Brother Mujasi is. Ooh, challenge. Yes, challenge. <laughs> challenge. I've been in the dating market for quite some time in recent times. Right on. It's rough out here. It's very rough it out here. It is very rough So out for here. those of us that are still on the court and we got to learn how to move and, and actually hit these free throws, how to cross over, how to spin, how to play defense, how to play Run offense. There, okay. <laughs> for those of us that are still in the game. Well, we're in the game, right? In modern time, you're going to have a different perspective than somebody who's not in the modern dating scene. Mm. 
Mm. Like I didn't even know how crazy it was out here with these dating apps. Mm. If yes, you ain't Lord. been in this game, your 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 skew can't just be academic. Mm -hmm. In some in real time, you have to understand what the culture is. Mm. And if you're not out here in real time in the culture, you can romanticize an ideology from an academic standpoint, but in real life, you'll get laps ran around you. <laughs> is Brother Majassi on? Oh no, nah, no, nah, he. Oh, I'm he's coming on, in. I'm All right, so so and, and I and. So I, I was coming up to give you that but, work. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go let him in. But 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 one of the things about about Kevin and I'm agreeing with everybody in that room, you know, to because you have to look at it from this point that what his objective is is he has something that he wants to 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 create a foundation on something and give the, uh, his perspective. Mm -hmm. But then what that show became was something I think it might have been other than what he thought it was going to elevate to. I and then if you that. look at how he talked to women and at women, it, it was almost like trying to keep a relationship separated compared to bringing it together. Mm -hmm. Because I, I watched how he sometimes talked to women. He didn't talk to women like they were there. He talked to the women like they were down there. Mm -hmm. And if and what I'm saying by that is 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 you got to be able if you're talking about building relationship and being in a relationship. You got to be able to communicate with each other right. at a common ground, and right. his pedestal was a much higher than whatever female that called in on that line. But but you know, Q, I would say this, and 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 I I want to say this about Kevin and, and the environment that created Kevin. <clears throat> at least Kevin did invite them to the conversation. Yeah, whether yeah. he talked down to him or not. Women, the ethos that a, a lot of our sisters are operating from is the bell hooks ethos, where men were not in the room whatsoever. And Bell Hooks had no love for heterosexual black males at all. She died married to a lesbian white woman. And before that lesbian white woman, she was married to a redneck white man who hated black men. And she stated that herself. Now, when we hear her talk, when we hear the modern day feminist talk, most of the ideology that they're covering is Bell Hooks ideology, whether they know it or not. And so that created the avenue for Kevin. And so sisters go in a room and have a conversation about men with no men there. The thing I didn't like about Kevin's show, and it wasn't necessarily how Kevin talked to the women. It was the women who were calling in as if they were trying to figure out how to somehow say the most craziest thing possible to get on the show yes. to get denigrated. And I'm always kind of like it's scary. Cloud chasing is what they call it. Yeah. Well, they call it cloud chasing, but, I, but I'm always worried about people who show up to get denigrated. Mm. Oh, that's and, and, and that And that's real because, you know, sometimes... <laughs> They, they, some of them young ladies that was calling in, they were talking from their perspective. But then mm -hmm. if you listen to them long enough, you could really understand where their views are really coming from. Mm -hmm. And and some of them were really calling just for answers. Mm -hmm. But by the time he got done, he had them in a position and a space to where they felt uncomfortable where they were at. Mm -hmm. Which means, again, in a dialogue or conversation, somebody got to make a change if you're trying to make it better for the space that you're in. Well, I also think... Because I've watched a lot of the shows, and I've seen a healthy balance between two. I say it's like 70-30. I, I, I'll say 70% 70, 70 of the shows ended in, quote, smoke. And then there was a 30% where there was actually productive conversations that I've been able to witness when he's actually excused himself off a show and been like, hey, wh what does your father think about this? And I've heard him tell the young lady, like, you know, my, I haven't talked to my father. He's like, why, why are you talking to a random man on the Internet? Go I was talk just to your about father. to say that. <laughs> well, speak to it. Speak to it. So they just, just, you know, go ahead, speak to it. I was just, so I had no clue who this was, first of all. Mm -hmm. And the man of sphere, all that, because you know, that ain't my thing. 
And the clips that I've always seen were the ones where he was asking the young lady, what's she doing with her life? Why is she doing this with this man and that man? And I saw the one you're talking about when he said, well, why are you talking to me? Some random man. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, so who is he? Why is she talking to him like that? And getting his perspective about her life. Mm -hmm. And he only knows what you tell him. Facts. Mm Mm-hmm. But but you got to understand that that is a new phenomenon amongst a lot of young people who don't have guidance from their elders. Well, it's the other thing it speaks to, though. Mm -hmm. I think what made him appealing Mm -hmm. is the no nonsense. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just want the straight up truth so they can figure out how to look at things differently. Mm -hmm. Don't sugarcoat nothing for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like the people who, you know, I go to the gym. Mm hmm. There's people who will go to the gym and literally sit on their phone and walk on a treadmill <laughs> for 40 minutes, not pushing themselves at all. Mm-hmm. They go over to the weight room. They'll go find that little five-pound weight, and they'll twirl it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They'll sit up. They'll sit up, and they'll act like, you know, at the end of the day, them just being in the gym is, is going to take care of everything that they dream dream about as far as their their goals and that's just not true mm. sometimes you have to have that agitation if you want to go and get those results you got to put yourself under pressure that's the only way you're going to get the results you're looking for mm-hmm. balance with healthy eating once again pressure balance with healthy sleeping once again pressure discipline not motivation not what makes you feel good mm-hmm. but a disciplined regimen for a specific outcome Right. And the only thing that that the thing that I give him kudos for, not to be the quintessential leader of anything, but pushing the conversation into an, a space in an area where respect is going to be on the table for me as a black man. I'm not here to be the butt of your joke. I'm not here to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. There's a serious as, uh, aspect of this this dynamic that I want to put on the table, and I think it's a serious conversation. It's not to be joked about. It's not to be dismissed. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten into a space where black men having that disposition makes everybody uncomfortable. Mm. Call on in 612-377-3456. Join into this conversation. Have you heard of the Manosphere? Have you heard Kevin Samuels? What's your thoughts on it? And I'm glad Brother Majasi uh, joined us. And Majasi, I want to I want to pivot from Kevin for a second because Kevin and his conversation, in my opinion, is nothing compared to Fresh and Fit. Mm. Well, Fresh and Fit invite these young ladies on and they talk about them in ways that is so disrespectful. And by the way, they are not from they're not African-Americans. They don't have the experience. But who are on the shows taking the the conversation, taking the hits, African-American young ladies once again. So, brother, when you see shows like Fresh and Fit, once again, part of the manosphere. Right. How does that help these young men? I'm looking at, uh, you know, our sons, Kaleem, right. And Rondé, right. And Jabbar. I'm looking at it, I'm saying like, so how if our sons are listening to these guys, mm. how do they end up becoming husband material? Because they, to me, is akin to and I'm going right back to Bell Hooks is going to set you up for a lot of years of loneliness because it has nothing to do with you being in a relationship, a healthy relationship. And most of the people that I see praising Bell Hooks are single. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> tell, tell me, tell me what you think about Thomas. Fresh and Fit. Hey, listen, man. This is what we're here for today. Let's have this conversation. Yeah, yeah we're going to go ahead and have that conversation. So I'm going to follow your pivot. Mm-hmm. I was able to listen to my brother get his shots off. 
He cooked. I knew because I was he like, cooked. I'm going to get He's going to get his jabs in, and I'm going to come in, and I'm going to have to take a different pivot on the conversation, and that's fine. We can have that conversation off record again. But um, Fresh and Fit, yeah. Those are a collection of brothers that I think it does follow. Qualified brothers, though. Those brothers, what do you mean? Say, oh, because they're, they're brothers, but they're not brothers. Yeah, brothers. they're brothers, yeah. but they're not brothers. They're not brothers in our experience. They're not the brothers who come from the historical context of, of African descendants here in this country who deal with the dynamic of trying to rebuild intimacy within our community after the social structures that we deal with in America. So it's not the brothers that we're talking about, but they follow within the same corroborated method of what we noticed FBI and the CIA was doing to destroy the black family within America, okay? They're causing discord between black men and black women. And so they follow within the trope of dehumanizing black sisters, making it complicated for us to understand why it's important for us to have a deep dynamic relationship with them. They don't contribute anything to the conversation that's gonna be constructive we're building healthy relationships. Not possible, okay? They have a principle and a position and even their methodology and how they engage in the conversation that oftentimes come from a very destructive. Their hopes is to try to destroy and they're devaluing what it means of what black women do and offer to, to contribute to America and to the conversation <laughs> as a whole in relationships. So they following in the accord of what most conversations are happening in the black manosphere. And I could throw a bunch of personalities within the black mm-hmm. manosphere. Oh, it's a lot of. Fi- yeah, following the same trends and tropes. You know, it's funny because I was listening to Dr. Tyner yesterday at a book signing uh, in St. Paul talk about uh, her learning about Malcolm as well as Martin. But she was talking about Malcolm and how, you know, we got the idea that Malcolm's uh, father was the reason why he got you know, brought into black nationalism. It was actually his mother. And when I hear fresh and fit, what I know that they don't have the experience of is that most black nationalistic organizations came through to a lot of the leaderships by the hand of the the wife. The wife was the one that Farah Muhammad got to get Elijah Muhammad to come into the nation of Islam. Same thing with uh, uh, Marcus Garvey and his movement. And so when our relationships, when we, I hear you talk about your mother and how she was, you know, pressing on you about how it is to be in a relationship. A lot of what's right in our community, when we have healthy, balanced relationships with our mothers and our significant others, we actually get great things from our wives. Our wives and our mothers push us in a, in a, in a way uh, that's beneficial to our entire collective nation. And when I hear the fresh and fit folks, what I typically hear is they never were out of bread or out of food and had a black woman down the street mm-hmm. or a, a a young black uh, female classmate bring you food. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything about those relationships. Oh, they're comfortable brothers. They're comfortable class. They grew up and they socialized in a very comfortable position where they never had the want for nothing. They never had the need for nothing. It was kind of handed to them. You could see that. You could get that from the lexicon of their philosophy. And what you think about that, Brother Nick? Well, I mean, this is where, you know, there's two ways to paralyze somebody. Not enough information Mm. or too much information. Mm -hmm. Yes. They fall into the too much information category. Mm -hmm. They don't appeal to me. I've seen I've watched the shows and I've seen them scold all races of women, Mm -hmm. you know, but I also look at them and I see this very immature, you know, um, but they put a specialty on black women. All right. You've seen that, though, right? So. When we say they put a specialty on black women, I see scold. I see that they take parroted points from the likes of Kevin Samuels, mm-hmm. 
but they don't have the intentions of Kevin Samuels. Okay. And if you if you if you I dare anybody to take a side to side analysis of an entire Kevin Samuels lecture. Not don't hit me with no clip. Go to the <laughs> two hour th- thirty minute show, and then go to a, a two hour fresh and fit show. And I want you to take notes on both of those methodologies, and you tell me what you see as far as intention. There was a, Kevin would go out of his way to make sure that he let sisters know that he still loved them, cared about them, cared what they think about us. When it comes down to when it comes down to my brother, but Nick, it's, it's, but you, it, hold on, you, let me, me finish. Okay, okay. I know you're pushing the buttons. I'm hitting the all the buttons. I'm, 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 I'm hitting all the buttons in the elevator. Because here's the thing: I will go back to my initial point. At the end of the day, being in this dating market, there's a lot of things that are destroying our capacity to actually function. The biggest problem that I see with what's going on goes back to something Shiraza Ali said. And that's we're all supposed if we want to get better, everybody has to be examined. There is this propensity to every time we bring up the subject of black women, we can't have a critical eye. Now, I will say I'm not a huge fan of doing that publicly because I love black women, married to black women, only had black women in my life. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's my preference. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want to see them succeed. I want to protect them. They I want to provide for them. They provide for me. There's a balance that's naturally there. However, if we want to sit here and act as if the trajectory of our culture and our community right now, when we walk out into what we call black neighborhoods, They're a direct reflection of the quality of relationships or the lack thereof right now in real time. And if we can't sit up here and be proud of what we see outside in our own communities, there is grounds not just for black women to be examined, but for the black family to be examined. And we have to ask ourselves what is going on with continuity, what is going on with our value based system. I don't look the fresh and fit for that. I didn't I, my, my perspectives on black women didn't come from the Internet. Mm-hmm. I love my mama, my grandmama, my aunties, my sisters, my daughters. All of them have influenced me. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem with the Internet space is it's really entertainment. Yeah. So yeah. I'm taking things that are actually yeah. very charged in, in delicate conversations and they're on public display for entertainment. That's where I think the biggest problem is. It's not even so much the perspective because some of these people don't have the right to even speak on our community. That's right. But I'm not going to turn a blind eye when something is said that is true. I just don't like the fact that it's being used as entertainment for somebody not even from our community with no intention of caring how it actually impacts us. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm again, I'm not going to be led by my my ego in the sense of I'm going to got I'm going to have smoke for fresh and fit. Like Fresh and Fit is the quintessential place where I'm going to go to get information. I am concerned about young black men going there and then seeing what they do and think this is how we should treat our women. 100 percent. But at the end of the day, truth is truth. Mm -hmm. And some of these conversations, me personally, I just don't think should be (laughs) used for public for entertainment. That's to me, that's the bigger problem. Right. Callers, give us a call at 612-377-3456. If you know anything about the Manosphere, left or right side, we want to hear about it. Or Fresh and Fit, because this is all brand new to me about Fresh and Fit. Now I got to go watch that, too. <laughs> you ain't going to like it. You ain't going to like it. You ain't going to like it. And he's a CIA uh, agent, too. Yeah. He said that openly. Yeah. That's when I was He said he's a CIA agent? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so, when you, so here's the thing. And this is, and, and so here's the thing. And, and this is. 
why I wanted to have this conversation because we have a lot of these dialogues in here and we had a conversation about the dating market. And my thing is, and I said this last week, who thoughts are you thinking? Part of the problem in our community is that we no longer control the thoughts that we think. And that is that that is the problem. You know, so when I when I talk about because I look at it from an ideology, uh, ideology standpoint, mm-hmm. what is your ideology? Yeah. Right. Like I hear people literally saying they want love yet. They want to hold on to a fresh and fit mindset mm-hmm. or they want to hold on to a bell hooks mindset. And the reality of it is you're not going to find love that way because what they're selling you, they're selling you loneliness that keeps you going back to them. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. No, no, no. That, that's exactly what it is. That's the, it's the it's the path. It's the path to to loneliness, right? So I, while I got you here, my brother, because we, we you know we 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 definitely got the Black Family Blueprint here. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, since I got you brothers here uh, as well, because you both married, let's pivot into the idea of black marriage mm-hmm. and what does it take to really sustain a black marriage as well as get into a black marriage? Since everyone lied like that's their goal. Right. But you guys know, as I know, it takes sacrifice. Right. But let's expound on that piece, because I I don't think that when I see people online talking about their future husband or when I get my wife, the first thing I don't hear anyone saying what they are willing to give up to be with that person. Mm. It's always what they want that person to do, what they want that person to have. Mm Never what they are willing to give up. So let's talk to you for a second, and, and let's talk about marriage as, from a black male perspective, African American male perspective. What does it really take, brother, to get into the relationship as, as well as sustain it? All right. I'm gonna bow to the youngin first. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta have some conversations on for the record. But I'm, I'm with the youngin. <laughs> In the marriage first, so, Nick Muhammad. I respect my, my brother's question. <laughs> my well is shallow. You got the decades under there, man. Go ahead. So I'm gonna start it off by saying that there there is a deep sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, what's commonly accepted in terms of our vision and our um, perception of marriage in the community is this space where we meet someone, we meet this girl, we meet this woman, we meet this man, and we meet this this husband, and it fits into a puzzle. We have this static re- relationship where one, I'm complete, he's complete, we come together, we have these assets, we pull together, and then we live happily ever after. Okay, so so much of the image of what we think of marriage is shaped by media, culture, media, popular culture, movies, music, novels. um, And it's kind of sometimes shaped by the fantasies of what's conveyed to us amongst our own family members. Mm -hmm. But it's never banked into the reality of what does it take to create real live people to live decades with each other in purpose and in power for the sake of an objective. If we can go through the scholarship or we can go to what's grounded and what's practiced amongst our people of the black men and women who were in relationships for a long time. They all says that there was sacrifice, there was growth, there was intimacy and there was patience. Okay, now these immaterial aspects, yes, they float in the air. But what does that look like in real manifestation? And I'll land with here because I'm going to I'm going to make sure this is a dialogue. The key thing that I emphasize about marriage or just being connected with someone is that if you're not in it to grow, 
don't step up to it because mm. mm. that growth is going to take sacrifice. That growth is going to take some hard work. If mm. you're going for marriage thinking that you're going to be happily ever after and it's just all banked on love. I'm sorry. You need to go find you a puppy. <laughs> go get you a cat. <laughs> go get you something. We, we you got lo- something like hey, that. Hey, hey, hey. We <laughs> got know? a lot of cat. We got a lot of cat ladies out here with battery yeah, operated toys. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You right. You know. And so, if that's what you want, then there's low maintenance when it comes to that type of relationship dynamic. But if you're trying to be intimately with someone, especially if they are African descent, if they're a black man or a black woman, I'm gonna speak from a black man perspective. If you gonna get with a brother. Ex- expect to be with that brother through growth, looking at his development, work on your development, work on the um, the things that may have pulled you together at that brief moment where y'all saw the sparkle in each other's eye and y'all say, I'm going to check him out. I'm kind of lean into this brother. You are not at a place where you're going to be with him for the rest of your life in that same static state. Mm-hmm. You are in a dynamic relationship where you're going to be in a totally different position in your personality, your character, your spirit 10 years from that moment. And you have to be looking and charting and, and, and investigating how are you going to develop and become a more um, uh, a more different human being, not changing, but growing. Mm-hmm. Those are two different concepts because right. mm-hmm. growth means that you're getting better at something. Mm-hmm. It means that you're evolving into something. It means you're building deeper intimacy. And it's not about love. Mm-hmm. It's about intimacy. And I will land here. Your marriage has nothing to do, most of the times, it has nothing to do with your individual self. You are marrying for family. You're marrying for community. Mm. You're marrying for the next generation. And so if your marriage Mm. is not banked on providing for regenerative concepts Mm. to the next generation to heal your family, then don't get involved with it. Mm. Don't pull don't pull that black man to the side and say, I want to get I want to be more connected with you because you're marrying him and you're marrying his grandfather. You're marrying his his uncles. You're marrying his previous generations. But you're also marrying marrying his children and his children's children to make sure that they have an example of what it means to be in a deep intimate relationship with a black man in this country i'm gonna stop there because we can go on and on on because that okay. was a, that was good try to set me up that was good yeah he did spitting <laughs> Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. <laughs> you say a lot, brother. You got, you, you and got. I know when not to say a lot. Oh, you come you on, hit brother. the nail on it. What, what, what am I going to argue with? You I know facts. one thing that I wanted to, because to, when you were talking about growth, that like resonated with my whole entire being mm-hmm. on the growth part. Yes, and when we, when we're with someone for decades, like you said, you may grow apart. But the thing is, when you're growing apart, try to figure out what it is that, you are missing so you can get to the level that that other person mm. is. That That is one thing that I think hinders a lot of relationships because when you grow apart, you just go your separate ways versus trying to get back together and grow together. And some people will say, well, we're growing together. We got this and we're doing mm. this. But it's all hinged on property. Mm. But, but That is very different from emotional growth. Mm. That is very different from... Um, sexual growth is very different from psychological growth when you're in a relationship because it, marriage take a lot, yeah, it a does. lot out of you. It and does. I'm not the person I was when you met me. I w- we met at 17. Mm-hmm. I'm 48 years old. Mm-hmm. If I'm still that person at 17, that's a problem. That's a problem. Well, well, I would say to piggyback on what both of you are saying, I think what sometimes what people consider growth on their end 
is the individual growth. Yes. Yes. And part of the problem is that that's why a lot of the relationships are suffering because people are individualizing themselves while they're supposed to be in this matrimony of conjoining uh, souls. So you can't have if you got your friends and your husband got his friends, then y'all ain't together. Period. Your friends. You know, I, I tell people this all the time when I was creeping on my ex, man, my own boys didn't know. I, I, I couldn't uh, tell duh, that because it's a secret no 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 hear me hear me hear me out hear me out hear me out because you, you're going way this ain't about the individual thing it's about my circle of brothers holding me to a standard because they yeah. because they have a respect and a love mm-hmm. for my wife mm-hmm. and so that's their sister just as much as I'm their brother right. so they're not going to allow me to do no damage to their sister when you have separate friends, which everyone seems to have, that's part of that growth period. And some people don't even know what growth is. People don't know growth in, or life from death. Yeah. Because a lot of people, as you said, you're not the same as you were when you were 17 as 48. But a lot of us are acting 17 at 48, and we're calling that growth. Mm. Or we're calling that a way that we're evolving. Are you evolving, really? And so are you living? Because a lot of our peers, and this is where I do agree with the manosphere at, is that a lot of our peers, the brothers that they call simps, mm-hmm. as well as the sisters, are living their second, third, fourth childhood, mm-hmm. and they're actually blocking out the son and the growth for their own children. Because as brother stated, the relationship and the marriage is for the children, for the next generation. You're setting the example for those to come, right? So even when I'm dealing with a woman who have children now, everything I do as a man stepping into that seat I'm going to step in and I'm going to play the role of father figure and I'm going to be the best example to show her daughters that, hey, this is the type of man you want in your life. This is why I provide. This is why I won't allow you and and I give advice. This is why I give protection. But this is also why I honor your mother and I cherish your mother in front of you to see to let you see this is how a man is supposed to treat you when you get to that point. And then you supposed to pass that on to your daughter. But we got a call on the line. Let's get this. Oh, it wasn't a caller? Oh, somebody pump faking early in the morning. <laughs> All right, brother Nick, Mom, go ahead and jump on in. I saw you wanted to jump in there. What it is is he called in and he what he wanted to say was that the 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 two sites that y'all were talking about, he said that that the fit something is a little crazy, like like way mm-hmm. somewhere different. And the other he could deal with, but at the same time he has some differences about where he was at with some of the comments that were being made. Oh no! We tell him, tell him he, we, he was welcome to call back if, if he's listening. Still, listen. This is a, this is called the four opinions. Nobody's right. This is just our opinion. We just got some people in here who got some experience in life, and we wanted to get this from a black male's perspective because a lot of times in the conversation and what I see on the internet is that black men ain't supposed to have a perspective mm. unless we're agreeing with everybody else. And so, you know, the one thing that I would say about us sitting here, these th- us three brothers, is that we are not conformists. We are not trying to conform, not even with each other, but we're definitely not trying to conform to mainstream society. Mm -hmm. And that's always been the role of black men in this country up until now. And so the fresh and fit piece, the reason why I'm, you know, and we're talking about the manosphere, to me, a lot of that goes into more of fitting into society Mm -hmm. because it's the stereotypes of black women that they have to to fit in on, right? If If I think this lowly about black women, then who am I saying is a better woman? Mm. Mm. Not only that, but like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Oh. At the end of the day, 
if you if you literally respect and love black people and culture, your woman is an intrinsic part of who you are. Ted, so Ted. you can't sit here and look down at her and think that the world is looking up at you. Come on, we got, we got to call us. Let's that's, get this. That's I'm and you came from and you came from a black woman. That's right. That's why that I can't wrap time, my mind dude. around it. Well, fresh and fit, then. Come on, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call. Come on in. Um, how y'all doing this morning? We doing good, brother. How about yourself? Peace. I can't complain. Um, one of the things that I just wanted to contribute is men have, um, well, black men, we've been um, dehumanized. Um, you know, when you have to go into a society that is not necessarily conducive for a black man or the black family, then we deal with all of the politics, all of the uh, um, burdens that come with just trying to make it in this thing we call America because we were designed for the plantation. So every advancement throughout society that we've made has actually been against the odds. But then we have family that has um, conditioned our women to think and feel a certain way, even to the point of where they just have to exist. So I try to remind my daughter that the world is not a safe place. We have to teach you how to look out for yourselves. And we also have to reinforce our young men, our boys at an early age, that protection, security are things that come with being a man. And you have to provide those things, whether you have children under your roof or whether you're with a woman or not. Until you become of age, you need quality men to teach you how to rehearse those things, rehearse those situations. We need a, a program or something that is especially designed by us and for us that will bring our young boys into manhood. And also on the other side, that'll help bring our young ladies into womanhood. Mm-hmm. And those will be the seeds that would build what our family should look like. That nucleus, that core of good material to work with. So that's what I want to contribute this morning. I appreciate you brothers uh, uh, for opening up the format to where... Um, some of the things that y'all are saying is not just falling on deaf ears. It's actually brothers out here trying to make it happen. Right on, brother. We appreciate you for calling right on, in. Brother, thank you. Uh, brother Nick Mohammed, you wanted to respond to that? <clears throat> yeah, I appreciate the, the feedback. And, you know, my perspective is a little harsh. You know, at the end of the day, I watch black men do amazing things. Sometimes they're for the positive. Sometimes they're for the complete negative. At the end of the day, our community is going to be as strong as the brotherhood. Why do I say that? If we can come together and form things like gangs, take over city blocks and create connections and networks with products that come from different countries and weapons and things that we don't even produce and make. What we fail to realize is that same power works in the opposite direction as well. If brothers came together, pooled resources, actually built and sharpened one another, created that dynamic brotherhood where we're holding each other accountable and family is a premium currency. Integrity is a premium currency amongst us. What we build, no one's going to be able to tear down as long as those are the ethos of the brotherhood. Come on. And the reality is 
we are here to build. Come on. Too many of us have been taught to destroy. Yes. Those women that that literally are hard to deal with. I, I love black women. Good, bad, blind, crippled, crazy. I love y'all. It's just we it's going to be me and y'all to the end. My, my wife, black, she know the same thing. She probably laughing right now. <clears throat> At the end of the day. There has been a deficit of black men believing in themselves. Yes. Come, Come on. on now. At the end of the day, when I, I was born in Indianola, Mississippi, my grandfather and grandmother on both sides stuck it out, thugged it out, and they had homes that they built with their own two hands, raised their kids with their own, you know, their, their own input. And it, they were dedicated to the notion of family. And getting back to, you know, something we were talking about earlier, that dedication to something bigger than yourself. That's right. Marriage and relationships is not for the selfish. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself chronically alone, chronically alone, like you can't find, you, you can't find nobody to, to 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 walk through life with you. Maybe you should ask yourself, how amenable are you? Mm. Are you a welcoming, warm person? That's one of the things I did have to learn getting to, getting into the saddle for the third time as a husband. But what I liked about my wife is my wife is not a docile woman, mm. right? She's looking at me. She's examining everything about me. I can't even say our around this woman without her looking at me like, what's wrong? What you doing? What? <laughs> I know you up there. What's, what's, <laughs> what's going on? How you sleep? What you eat? You know, where you been? What you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you in there trying to act like you, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali? You better chill out. <laughs> but I welcome it because she's examining me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And she's giving me critical feedback. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm not used to letting a woman nurture me because I've been on taught to be on defense for so long. You can't trust them. And this is where our early hip hop days after it got corrupted beyond the, the old the early East Coast. When the Snoops, you know, bees oh, ain't this, this, that, that. that. I know you're gonna get don't sensitive, but don't get, don't get mad. <laughs> hey, look, 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 look. When we, when that happened, and we adopted the ethos that nobody can trust, uh, or you can't trust these women, mm-hmm. that was bad for our mental, physical, and spiritual health. Well, I sound like we got a sister on the line, and I, I gotta, I gotta say, R.P. Jerry Springer, but don't blame Snoop. I Come can't. on, call. <laughs> Come on, call. Let's go. She hung up. Oh, man, call a call back. I want to hear exactly what you had to say because I heard you out there. You sound like you had some smoke for us. You had something you want to put in. And I'm always wanting to hear the input of, of, of the sisters. But what I will say is, and, and I, I definitely we got 10 minutes left because I wanted to get this conversation. Yes. It was fast, but the dope conversations always go quick. I keep trying to tell them, hey, Camo J, y'all, y'all tripping. Y'all need to give us two hours on Saturday, open this thing up so we can really get busy with this. The, uh, what I wanted to talk about, too, because while we got you guys here, because all of us are parents as well black male in parenthood i saw this piece this week where the teacher was attacked by oh we got the callers calling back in we're gonna go back into our right, caller come on in grace and peace everyone it's leslie here i wanted to say one i really applaud you all for the conversation that you're having the brother that was talking about we don't know the difference between life and death i think that that's so real and when you are in a covenant, when you are in a relationship, it does become friends on both sides, family on both sides. I would also really love to elevate as well, obviously, being a black woman. You know, we are the only ones in this country that have been used for forced mass labor and forced mass reproduction, right? Mm-hmm. And so we carry a lot of trauma. We have a lot that we are carrying on our shoulders and just like black men also mm-hmm. have a lot that they are carrying on their shoulders mm-hmm. and white supremacy wants us to be divided. White supremacy, you all were just talking about Snoop 
and how the media and music is polluting our minds, and it is. And so I think it's just time for us to reclaim our families, reclaim our communities, and love and support one another. Hey, shout out to you, Sister Leslie. You. And, and you're right about that as far as the black woman and her, her piece. And here's the thing. That's part of the advertisement of the show's and the ideology that's being pushed because they understand mm-hmm. our history a little bit more than we do. And so that's why they advertise to us that division the way that they do. They never talk about Reconstruction or they never talked about right after the Civil uh, War where we went and walked for states trying to reconnect with mm-hmm. our loved ones or sleeping in ditches so that we can build towns so we can uh, make it better for uh, the next generation. Or how many towns did we create? Right. People talk about Chicago. Chicago was created by a black Haitian man. Come on. So so a lot of the, 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 the struggle that we have is that a lot of us just don't know our history. And I will say those of us who do, we typically and I'm talking about the ones that really know. I'm not talking about the people that read but can't comprehend. But those who really can mm-hmm. comprehend what they're picking up. Right. We know that we're better together than we are by ourselves. Yes. And we're not complaining Amen. about relationship or marriage being the goal. It's the people that really don't comprehend and they fall through all philosophies possible. I know we talk about Gandhi. You just saw what happened uh, with the Dalai Lama. But Gandhi didn't like black folks. But we'll, we'll turn around and we'll go to follow those philosophies as if that's a way to get us and find one with nature for ourselves. So what I see from a lot of our people is they're shopping philosophies and ideologies. And they're not necessarily, necessarily reaching back to the positive influences or the examples that's been set in our community. And that's part of the problem. You are not going to find that on a college campus. I love academics. I love academia. But I would tell you that most of the things that you're going to find in those books are not going to help you in your relationships with your children, your significant other, and your friends. And one last point. If you're not a good social friend, you're probably not going to make a good spouse. Amen. Can I just add one point, brother? It's not just Gandhi either. Right here in Minnesota, we have a lot of black faces that really are white minds, right? Mm. And so we don't always value and love and support one another. Mm. And honestly, I've never seen as many interracial dating. And this is not this is not an attack on interracial dating. Mm-hmm. However, it is a realization that we don't really know ourselves. We don't know our mm-hmm. richness, our greatness. And I'm so excited for black men to just take their rightful position in society. Black women to take our rightful position in society. And we're going to have to do that together. And hey, we appreciate you. Thank you, Thank sister, you for that. Thank you so much. And, Thank and, you. and she's right. Now, I got five five minutes left, so I got to get this in. And, and, and Q, you might, we might, you have to might stall me out for three minutes because I got my brothers here and they ain't gonna call back so we, we, we know y'all gonna be upset but we're gonna steal three minutes here uh what i wanted to ask you guys really important was I, I saw this video with this young sister who attacked her teacher yeah. and i know they they talked to her mother but the first thing i said was wow man where where's the father at in this conversation because i don't see any type of discipline control of emotion etc cetera, etc cetera. and as fathers going throughout the community what are you guys are seeing as far as what's missing from parenting Mm. And I'm gonna start with you, brother Adrian, because I know you got the boys, and you got you know you you got the boys, and then you got your older children as well. Mm. Uh, what are you seeing that's missing from a black male's perspective? What, what what's missing in parenting right here? Oh man, I mean, we only got five minutes. Okay, so I, I told I told no, I saw we got we got I, 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 we got we got we gonna, we gonna steal seven. Q, we gonna steal seven, seven okay. man. We gonna steal seven. So 
And black fathering, I think one of the things that's missing, and, and just so you know, for Black Family Blueprint, I work with fathers and I coach fathers throughout the day, week, <laughs> month. And so part of my role in um, and um, profession is that I coach black fathers and, and the doula practices of them being involved with their birthing and just in their relationships and any other support they may, uh, may need as a father. So um, from experience, my personal experience, and from a kind of like an objective research point of view, some of the things that's missing, one of the things I'm going to say that's missing is black fathers are trying, but they don't know how to develop the mental and emotional development within their child. Mm-hmm. They can really concentrate on the physical development. Yeah. Yes, they, yep. they can get their child to a basketball game, to a football game, get them to boxing and karate. But when it comes to deepening their emotional space so that that way that child is effective with building healthy relationships, they struggle with mm-hmm. that. And so that's one aspect that I think black fathering is is kind complicated in and it's not only just with their boys it's also with their daughters we coddle our daughters but we don't know how to emotionally develop our daughters to where they're prepared to be wives and they're prepared to be sisters and they're prepared to be leaders in the community so black father struggles in that we also struggle with um Black father and struggle with um, learning how to co-parent effectively with the mothers. And this is just not with uh, parenting with, you know, a dissolved relationship. That's even within marriages that they're struggling with Mm co-parenting and being able to create dynamics where they're more effective with uh, um, um, operating their home and households with the mothers. It's Mm -hmm. always like this challenge and this power dynamic that shows up in some of their uh, relationship dynamic that affects their fathering with their children. So I see that as a very vital component. I can go through a list of different complications that black fathers have. Now, I say that with the caveat that brothers are showing up in my chair saying, I want some support. So black fathers are still stepping up to the table saying, I want to get better at this fathering thing and I want to be more effective with my child. I want to be more present. I want to be more, I have a deeper relationship. I want to see their growth. I want them to be successful. So. Yeah, we Brother. need a part two because I really need to listen to the black fathering part because mm-hmm. uh, I got a lot to say, although I'm a mother. But you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Bro- Bro- Brother Nick. Uh, I would say one of the things that's missing is confidence in the black father. We need to get back to allowing the space, staying out of the dang space. Let the men do what the men do as figure fathers. it out. And figure it out because I'm I'm tired of the notion that everything got to be ready made. Mm. We all grow once we become parents. Two parents are born for every child. Come on. Mm. Okay. Which means the mom don't know what she's doing in the hospital. The dad don't know what he's doing in the hospital. And I want to see us. That I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the hyper concentration on fatherhood, motherhood. I'm looking for a husband, wife first before we bring children into this world that we're responsible for. They deserve that. And I hear people talk, in, in whether you're a mom or a dad, at the end of the day, we all profess we would die for our children. How about just be in a functioning relationship with, the, with the mother and the father so that they can have a good demonstration of go. how to be a decent human being? And as simple as that sounds, I don't care about all the bells and whistles of what society is telling us is the latest thing we need to study and concentrate on. A good, healthy family beats every institution, including government, religion, whatever it is. If you got a healthy family, that child has the yes. best possible conditions for starting in life possible and we need just to get back to the fact that there are things that are sacred in both spaces yes Mm -hmm. but we need to start putting ourselves back into a context of 
hey, look, there's things I don't know, and that's okay. Right. Mm. I'm supposed to grow with this baby. I don't know how to change this pamper, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure it out. Come on. My poor baby might have an inside-out pamper for two <laughs> weeks or so, yes. but wife going to get me right. Yes. And at the end of the day, mom might not understand why my son or my daughter likes to be thrown halfway to the ceiling, but we going to be okay. Mm. And, and we need to get back to the space where we we value what we each bring to the table. But family is the is the cornerstone. We got to get back to to valuing family. And that that's really the secret sauce. If, if we keep doing the political cannibalization of each other, radical individualism, back to Max's point, we're not going to get anywhere. That's right. Family only works when you realize that family is greater than yourself. Hey, and at that, we uh, we, we gonna land at that point right there. Yeah, well, and, and, gotta contribute just this. Well, 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 you know, you know, I, we definitely no, because we we typically have conversation afterwards. So we'll keep the live streaming going, so the people that's watching us on the live, we'll still we'll keep talking. I just want to say thank you. Uh, to my co-host for allowing me to invite my brothers in today. Q-Bag, just give me one, 45 more seconds. Um, and I just want to say that this conversation was very important, not only for men. I wanted women to hear how brothers who actually got a healthy state of mind actually think and feel. And this is part of the, the, the circle that I draw from. So when y'all hear me talking on Saturdays, I'm normally having these discussions with these brothers uh, before I even get to the show. And so I, I, with that, I say this one point only. You heard the most important thing is family and coming together. And it's not what you would die for. It's what you're willing to live for. Yes. And are we willing to learn how to live differently? And are we willing to learn how to live in a healthy space? With that, that's the four opinions for this week. We're going to wrap it up. The other two were tied up somewhere in the studio with their mouths gagged and bind <laughs> the way that I wanted it to be. They may be that way next week. With that, we out. Peace. <laughs>